This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Jeff Galloway, and you are listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 203 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. I am so looking forward to this week's episode. I look forward to every week's episode, but this one in particular. Yes. I think I think that we have excitement and we have a little bit of FOMO. Well, I have a lot of FOMO. And and we're going Speak for yourself. <laughs> and we're going to channel that into something that we hope is going to really build everybody else's excitement up ahead of the springtime surprise surprise it's springtime (laughs) no wait that's not what that means no that is not what that means i don't understand (laughs) this week is all about if you are look listening to our episode, if you're looking in our social media feed, it is going to be all about Disney this week because is. Disney is, has unveiled the Springtime Surprise, a new race series. It's a new race weekend, people. And I'm hopeful that by us ginning up some some support and interest in this, that they may get some people to actually show up to this. I mean, it's new. It's unknown. People might be a little uncertain about it. Dana, it's sold out. Oh. it's. I just looked today because there were still some lingering spots. You know, I know your heart was in the right place. I looked today. Because the Tower of Terror 10-miler was still available a couple of weeks ago. And everything, everything is sold out. So you can't, you don't have to worry about me springing a springtime surprise on you. Oh, so no unexpected uh, race events that I may may not know about nor have trained for. Right. Well, that's good. There you go. And I'm glad to hear. You're welcome. I'm, I'm also, thank you. I'm also glad to hear that we don't have to worry about Disney going under as a result of nobody showing up to this to this race event. I know that it impacted your stress level. It, it really was something I was really concerned high. about. Well, given that they own most of my childhood, I really don't want them going anywhere. Right. So. I know. Okay. So Disney is safe. We don't have to worry about them going away. <laughs> The springtime surprise, you mentioned part of it. Amy, tell people what the springtime surprise is. The springtime surprise, new run Disney event, new run Disney weekend has three events 
Count them. One, two, three. We do not get to participate in any one of them. And I think that you are most upset about the first one that I'm going to talk about, which is the Expedition Everest 5K. Yes. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. There's, there's something brand new to the weekend called springtime surprise sunrise yoga. Well, you've recently gotten me into yoga and I, I will admit that I'm enjoying those workouts and, and hating those workouts a lot more than I thought I would all at the same time. Wow. But when I think, uh, when I think of run Disney events, I I'm typically not thinking of the yoga. I'm okay. thinking of the races. So you mentioned Expedition Everest 5K. I did. Yes, that is the one. When we were talking about uh, signing up for this race weekend, this is the one that I wanted to do. I know. Above and all others. I, and it's the one that sold out, I think, immediately. Uh, yes, it did. I set no alarms, set no calendar reminders. It's my own fault. Rank amateur. <laughs> I know this will be reflected in my this annual will be, review. Yes, this will be in your evaluation. Sir. But uh, because of this race in particular, but also you're having FOMO for your favorite race distance, which is the race for the taste 10K. The race for the taste 10K. Now, that's not one that I'm familiar with. We never did it. But this one used to be a Disney event also that went away, correct? I believe so. If not, email us at info at runnytrink.net. Yeah, that distance is my favorite. Yes. I am still stuck on the Expedition Everest 5K, though, because they brought it back, and they brought it back as a nighttime race, which I miss I know. greatly. I know. And wanted to do that one. Yeah. Um, mm. So we got the, this this race for the taste. 10K. 10K. At your favorite race distance. So, yes, your favorite race in the whole Run Disney collection in the springtime surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're out. Favorite race distance, uh, you're out. Sold out. Sold out. Also sold out is the Tower of Terror 10-miler. Which, so that's five times fast. Yeah, the Tower of Terror 10-miler. We've we've done it multiple times when it was originally run as a nighttime race. Yes. And they have brought it back this year. However, they brought it back as a daytime race. So I'll be curious to hear reports from those that run it about what they thought, especially from those members of the Runcation Nation who maybe ran it as a nighttime race and now are going to do it as a daytime race. And I would like yeah. to hear their thoughts on how it is different and and what they think. Info at, at runningdrink.net. And there's also a virtual version of all of these, but they're sold out. The virtual is sold out as well. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And when is this race weekend happening? What is what's the actual official date? Well, March thirty first is when the Expedition Everest five K is going to happen. Then, because that's a nighttime race, we're rolling into not April Fool's Day, right? But they give you a day off, April second. Yes, for the uh, for the <laughs> for the race for the day's ten k. <laughs> and then for the Tower of Terror 10 miler that should be at night, it is April 3rd. So March 31st through April 3rd, yeah. this event is going to be going on. We wanted to get everybody who signed up, and apparently one or two of you decided to. 
We wanted to get everybody yes. as excited as possible for this weekend. And uh, in doing so, we wanted to talk a little bit about Run Disney this week. We did want to talk about it. So we made it happen. We did. And when you're wanting to talk about something at length, who better to talk with than a fellow podcaster? Naturally. Because there's one thing, if, there, if there's one thing that we podcasters know how to do, right? it's talk. It's talk. I mean, congratulations to all the princess runners who completed the princess half marathon weekend events. Uh-huh. One of whom is a friend of the show and a fellow podcaster. And we're, of course, talking about our friend from the This Diz Life podcast, Mark Valentine. Mark Valentine, who actually is just so kind to us and says that we inspired him to do this thing. I don't see how, but I'm so humbled that he would say that. And uh, he was very, very kind in what he said to us in person, as well as what he said about us on his show. Yes. And we, we really appreciate that. And we also appreciate the fact that he was willing to give us some of his time mm-hmm. to talk about his very first run Disney experience, which was the princess marathon weekend. He chose to do the 5k yeah. and talk about his experience as a first time participant in a run Disney event. Yes. But that's not all. When you're talking about a run Disney event, Mm -hmm. we always bring the exploration and indulgence (laughs) to the accomplishment. The food and beverage portions of our show. Yes, they are happening this week as well. We get a first-time experience of our own. It's Mark's first 5K, and it's our first time at Festival of the Arts. Yes, we've been talking about it and talking about it. We finally got to go to it, and we've been saving this for you guys. We wanted to give you our impressions of some amazing food and beverage from around the World Showcase. Now, of course, as we are recording this, the Mm. Festival of the Arts has shuttered for the year. And what's on deck? My favorite. Your favorite. The, I think, the superior festival to all festivals, mm-hmm. the Flower and Garden Festival, because it's, it's just so beautiful. It's beautiful. And then there are fantastic food and beverage options. But you hearing about some of these offerings at the Festival of the Arts ought to whet your appetite and prime your pump for those delicious beverages any of the festivals, but to know that if you're going for the springtime surprise, you're going to get flower and garden. If you head over to Epcot, the food and the beverage, there, pretty legit. Absolutely. So, so we're super excited to bring you all of this content this week. I think you're going to get as excited as we are for this upcoming run Disney weekend. We hope that if you are going to run it, that you're thrilled and we want to hear from you about how we were able to get you charged up and ready to run. Or maybe you're going to cheer somebody on or you're going to take in it's spring break time for a lot of people. Maybe you're going 
to enjoy the food and beverage at Flower and Garden. Which would be a great way to spend a a non-beach spring break. Let us know if we wet your whistle. Info at runeatdrink.net. Shoot us a message or leave us a voicemail at 941-677-2733. That's 941-677-2733. So without further ado, here is our interview with Mark Valentine, host of the This Diz Life podcast. I am so excited to celebrate tonight one of our own and fellow podcast host creator creator man about town yes mark valentine host of this is life podcast along with Dwayne willie he is a wonderful podcaster and also an accomplished runner yes he has now achieved his 5k goal he is host of this is life and they have a collection in that family their network of a variety of live streams podcasts youtube channels they're doing everything yeah live (laughs) chats podcasts discussions yes we are so happy to welcome fellow podcast host mark valentine welcome round of applause we are so happy to have you Amy and Data, thank you for having me. It is a pleasure to be here. Never in a million years did I think that I would be here talking this. I thought I would be here for the eating and the drinking, but lo and behold, I'm here to talk running. That's how we get people. That's That's how how we we get get people, Mark. We get people with food and the beverage, and then they gradually think, well, running, it may not be that bad. You can earn that meal, that snack, that post-race beverage, if you will. So before we get into the running, tell us, tell the Runcation Nation about your show. If they are new to it, haven't heard it yet. So we are a Disney Parks podcast. Very interesting. Interestingly enough, like Dana said, we have a plethora of (laughs) different... (laughs) Options for you that we talk Disney parks. We have a crew that talks Marvel. We have a crew that talks Star Wars. Mm. But we are decidedly all things Disney. Dwayne and I talk parks podcast every single Wednesday. And then we do a live stream, which is a new show. We wanted to differentiate our audio only podcast from a lot of the other audio podcasts that are out there that are broadcasting on a weekly basis where they're doing news. So we didn't want to have our podcast be strictly about the news. Wednesdays are about tips and tricks and dining, resorts, park hacks, fun topics, polls, and we just, we geek out on all things Disney. And then every Monday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over on YouTube, we talk, we have a show called Diz Live and we talk about everything that's been going on in Disney. So lots of fun, like so many others. It was born from the the quarantine and oh, yeah. stuck in the basement, removed from the Disney bubble. I just needed a little dose of magic in my life. Mm. And so I put on a Logitech headset, recorded the pilot of this or Disney Life podcast. And then here we are a year and a half later, living our best Disney lives. And uh, Dwayne Willie is my co-host. We sit together every single week. 
And it's just two dudes doing Disney every single week. And we're having a great time. We love our life right now. We absolutely love your stuff. You guys have been kind enough to let me come and play through calling in and just getting to hang out before. So I really appreciate that. It's it's an absolute blast to be able to have these highly intellectual conversations about things that are just totally not. They're highly intellectual. Sometimes you. they can be emotional. You know, when you start getting yeah. it, you know, it, they're, they're very hot button geek topics. I love Black Widow. Oh, yeah. In the Marvel Universe. I'm very sad that race no longer exists in California because I would really like for Mark to experience that. Now that we're talking about running, mm-hmm. talk to us a little bit about what inspired you to do a run Disney event and specifically the 5K. Okay. I said this on my podcast this week. It was the two of you. Truly, the two of you inspired me to get off of my you-know-what and to just start to run. We, we're we coming up on the runny drink season. We are. It's awards season. It awards time. It is. And the runny drink awards will be returning very soon for the second year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you guys joined us over at this Diz Life podcast. It was our actually our first Diz Life live stream. We had never done one. You guys were our first Diz Life live stream. Everything else had always been pre-recorded and released. So... We had such a great time doing that. And Dana challenged me. He said, hey, I'm going to be doing a couch to 5K. Download Jeff Galloway's app and join me. And so never before in my entire life had I ever been inspired to want to run. My rule was uh, from a bear and to a buffet. (laughs) That's a good rule. That was it, which I shared with Greg from the Disney Fanatics. And we, I was like, dude, that's so funny. That was my rule too. But there was something about, we had such a good time. The thing I love about this show is you guys are so inspiring that you get, you do, you lure, you lure us in with the eating and the drinking. And the thing I love the positivity, whether it's the coffee chats, whether it's the beer chats that you guys do, you are so supportive. You're inspirational seeing Amy rehab and get out on the courses and despite having the physical injuries continuing to, it, it inspires those of us that are not runners to say like, maybe I can do this. Like I, I see these guys and they're so passionate about it and maybe I can do this. And on that show I said, and I believed you guys always said we're back at the Packers. And the thing that I felt like always with you guys was even as a back of the Packer, we, you make everyone in your listenership feel like they're setting the pace. And so you guys inspired me to get off of my butt, to get off of my couch, and to start training in some form or fashion. Dana, I'm going to let you know this too. So you, when you started your couch to 5K, we had some weather events, so I couldn't do it in real time with you. And then I got really nervous that I was going to lapse on my promise that I made to myself to do this and what's the best way to ensure that you're going to get something done you ante up and so the ante for me was to register for the 5k so come heck or high water it was in the calendar it was on the books there was no backing down from it and because of that commitment that i made i knew at some point i was going to do it and i had to train there is something to be said for that. I, and I mean, you spend the money. You, you spent You're the in. money. You're, you, th- there's a commitment. You've put some skin in the game, so oh, to speak. Yeah. 
And yeah, the five k, the Couch to Five k you're talking about is the live stream event that I did when I did the last Jeff Galloway summer. program last summer. Last yeah, summer, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about bringing that back again for people to you know, who've never done one, who might want to try it out, try out Run Walk Run. Mm-hmm. That seemed to be pretty popular, and I think that might be something we bring back this year. Yeah, for a guy like me who had never run, it was really great. the har- the The hardest part of any journey is always the, the first few steps. So it was great to have you guys in those first few steps to really be with everyone on that. And although I wasn't running, I was watching you guys start it and it was getting me fired up and it was getting me really inspired, but I didn't really commit to it until I put that money out, putting <laughs> that money out, paying the in excess of a hundred hours to actually do it was okay mark mark time to put you know time to put your body on the line for this thing because you just you paid for it yeah and then, the metal. yeah and, and then and i set goals too yeah. i mean i'm going to talk about that yeah um, i had goals for myself it wasn't just walk it mm-hmm. I, I had set some pretty high bars for myself we're back in the pack and and we don't worry about speed but you when you entered into it you had you had to be careful and you had to tailor your training to your health needs. Can you yep. talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's something that I wear as a badge of honor. I don't talk about it all that much because no no one ever wants to be branded as like the sickly guy or I never used it as a crutch for the entirety of my life. People would not know it unless I, I shared it. The more I broadcast and the deeper I get into being a podcaster, the more I talk about it with more frequency. But um. At the age of two, I was diagnosed cystic with cystic fibrosis. And th- that's a big part of the whole Disney life thing. The only time that I ever felt like a, a healthy person mm-hmm. was when I was at Disney. It was the only time in my entire lifetime that I ever recalled feeling magical or, or non-cystic. So people ask when Disney or like my why Disney. Yeah. Growing up as a kid, Disney was the only time I felt healthy. And I don't know what it was. If it was because we were at Disney, you just didn't think about being sick or sickly as a kid. So growing up with that diagnosis has always hung over my head and lingered. And it's why it was so emotional to do this 5K at 43 Mm. with with the diagnosis of cystic fibrosis. Like people told my mom, this is like 1981, your kid's never going to see his 15 year, like he's never going to be 15. The diagnosis for a cystic fibrosis patient in the 80s was really bad. Life expectancy was very low. And there's still a lot of people that are diagnosed with cystic fibrosis and certain mutations of it that don't live very full or and or healthy lives. Mm -hmm. So to think that I was going to run a 5K at the age of 43 and not walk it, but run a 5K was that's like a Mount Everest for a cystic patient. And I just came back from the doctor today and he full on like gave me a hug. And was almost teary and was like, I'm so proud of you. So proud of you that you did this. This was like Herculean. And the other two attendings that were there were wide-eyed. And he's like, this guy just ran a 5K. It was like, so excited. But I I did have to be really careful with training. You You have pulmonary function issues that you always have to be conscientious of no matter what you do. Sure. So I think that throughout the training, I, I consulted with you guys a few times about, Hey, that run, walk, run ratio playing with it. I think I reached out to Dean almost immediately and 
I was like, hey, I really got it. I really have to adjust this because I'm feeling it. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I, and I don't think I had a very big ratio to start. I think it was only like 40, 40, 20. And I was mm -hmm. like, man, I'm, I'm sucking wind right now. I can't do this. Mm. So yeah, that's the beauty of those ratios is you can adapt them yeah. to whatever your circumstance uh, in terms of your training, your physical ability, any ailments that you might have, whatever mm -hmm. the case may be. And you were able to do that. Yeah. yeah. And that even was in a, in a training run or on race day, even. Yep. And that was something that inside of the app, you could do right inside of the app and adjust the ratio so that Jeff would tailor that that workout based upon what you had selected for that ratio. And I just started with whatever the default was. And oh boy, I was not a default. I wasn't either. I can tell you the moment that we downloaded that app and the first time that we had it, I was, I said, I don't think I can do it. I have to, let's turn it down. Take and it down not. a notch. <laughs> okay. Pump because the I was not a runner and athletics. Like we had to do a mile in PE when I was a freshman. Oh, that was the worst. That was, and, and if you didn't finish in, I think 10 minutes or whatever, then you flunked the course. And I was like, Oh man. And I just got it in under the wire. Do you I'm guys remember you. you you're we're all of the same age. Do you remember the presidential physical fitness? Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, was, absolutely. that was the most anxiety producing experience for me as a kid growing up because you saw all these other kids that were able to do it. And again, I was so sick as a kid. That was, it's still emotional damage from that, that I never, and this is the thing I never equated running with an enjoyable experience in my life. Yeah. And it was such a paradigm shift over the course of the last two months to not only realize that I'm a runner, but I really love running. And I cannot believe that I'm, I cannot believe that I say that. And I'm so proud to say that now. We got That's him. awesome. Now <laughs> we ran we we got to to hook up to you at the holidays. And That's that was our first time connecting in real life. IRL as the kids say. And oh, from that time to when we saw you for race weekend, you dropped a ton of weight. I did. It was yeah. visibly noticeable. And talk a little bit about, so you, what did you do? Of course, you modified your training as needed, but what did you do? Were you solely running? Was it solely run, walk, run? Was it treadmill? What was your training regimen? You, mm. What were you doing? How many days a week? That type of thing. Yeah. It's, it's so funny that you mentioned that trip because that was the light bulb moment that I had oh. to start training. After we hung out for the holidays, I I just didn't feel well. I really didn't feel well. And I knew that it was fast approaching in about three months. And I knew that was the last hurrah of sorts. To start with, I, I knew that there had to be a lot more than just getting on the treadmill. The, fir mm -hmm. the first part, to be completely honest, was buying the treadmill, was making that investment in my health. And I went to Dick's Sporting Goods. I picked up a Norda track. It was something that I, again, this is, again, putting your money where your mouth is and investing in your health. And that's what I looked at it as. I know it's an expense, but I'm investing in my health. I'm 43, but I'm healthy at 43, comparatively speaking to other cystics. And mm -hmm. it's never, I, I have a new saying now, cystic fibrosis is never going to get me. But if I don't start living my life in a little healthier of a fashion, it'll be the thing that I don't expect that'll wind up get me. And I got a daughter to dance with at a wedding. I got a lot of, I got a lot of race left to run. 
in life. Yeah. So this wasn't a vanity thing or even a run Disney thing. It became a, a health and wellness mission. I got really fat. One of the great things about the medicine they put me on was for the first time in my life, I could put on weight, but I'm small. You guys met me. I'm five foot four. I'm tiny. And I carry every pound in my gut. Wow. And like for five, four, I was 165, which some people are like, that's not horrible. But my entire life, I was 130. So over the course of two years, I, yeah, it. over the course of two years, I put almost 25 pounds on. And that's, let's face it, that's a lot of weight. So I knew there had to be a lot more than just the running. My first investment was buying the NordaTrack and making sure that I was going to be using it on a daily basis. But then I purchased, no one's getting paid by them. It's non-promotional, but I purchased right. Noom. Some people that I knew had a lot of success with the app. I mm. knew my personality. I'm for better or worse. I'm tethered to my phone that it's an appendage. I don't know what that's so, like. Oh, we have no idea. <laughs> so having the device holler at me in the form of notifications of, Hey, log your, log your lunch, log your breakfast. Mm. drink water. This is how many steps. It it was like a one-stop shop. As For me to manage my health. The thing that I really liked about Noom was much like Weight Watchers works, it allowed me to see my caloric intake and frame it out via categories. They have like green, yellow, and red. I was Mr. Red in life prior to training. Pizza so red is like Really pizza. rich. And yeah. Pizza for lunch, <laughs> lo mein for dinner, eggs and bacon for breakfast. I lived in like high caloric density land prior to training. Mm. And just seeing just that simple philosophical tool of seeing your meal kind of laid out in front of you and the amount of calories was just a real eye opener for me. So physical fitness, phys being physically active hydrating and just being conscious about what you're eating was the key for me. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't a diet of sorts because I tell people I never felt hungry. Mm -hmm. Noom, you can eat. It's just eating the right things. And if you're ravenous and we've all been there, instead of choosing the potato chips or the Doritos, I go and grab carrot sticks and celery with hummus or you find ways that the app will give you substitutions to say, Mark, don't give in to your inner elephant. Eat this, not that. And just those little things, cutting out soda, even diet soda, switching over to seltzer with lime and lemon. Mm -hmm. Things that I said, you're, you're 43, not 14 anymore. You have to start living your life at a, as a man of a certain age. And it's not a sacrifice. You've lived a really great party lifestyle with your diet for a long time. It's just time to be a little bit smarter with some of your choices. So I set a goal weight of 140. I was 165. And when we went to have Mexican, uh, I was down to 151. Very nice. Nice. Very nice. It was noticeable. We both come to like, wow, yeah. he's really shredding for, for the race. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and go ahead. And I was going to say, the, the biggest thing, well, it's not for vanity. After we got home from that Thanksgiving trip, walking up a flight of steps, I felt it. I felt every bit of walking up the steps. And I was like, this is not the level of health I want. Yeah. For me, it's about feeling great. And at 43, I feel better than I did at 22. 
being like, you know, being 22 years old and fighting cystic fibrosis, I feel the healthiest I've ever felt my whole life, which is absolutely insane. So this- How you carry yourself too. It's yeah. Like you, when daily you can feel when you're on a healthy path, that confidence and also just- your overall mood. I would say it affects everything. It affects, it affects mood. Everything. It affects uh, the way you perceive the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's been such a paradigm shift for me in the way that I approach almost everything in my life. Mm. And it's just, this has opened so many doors to me that I never thought was possible because of a fun. And we did a radio show about food that inspired me to change my relationship with food, but I think to change my relationship with wellness. And like the five the five K, and I, I I'm gonna get ahead. I I told you guys I might cry at the end of the five K because mm -hmm. of what it signified to me. And mm -hmm. Dwayne, my podcast partner, says to me, Did you cry? And I said, I can't believe I didn't. And he's like, Why? You're such an emotional dude. I said, because that's not the end of my race, man. I don't know how else to put it. That's not the finish line. That was just a line. When I finally cross, whatever, I don't know what it is yet. I don't know. And I told my doctor, I said, hey, I think I'm going to do a two-course meal in the fall. And I think I'm going to do a five and a 10. And I was like, and I might do a half. <laughs> and he was like, what? And I'm like, that's not the end of my race. I haven't reached the finish line. That's not my goal yet. Oh, this that's fantastic. Was, uh, yeah, this was just a start. Speaking of the start now, you're feeling great. You're ready to go. We saw you. You looked fabulous. How did you like the expo experience at your first race weekend? Yeah, let's talk about the weekend. But yeah. yeah. And for us, expo is always the kickoff. Let me just say, I had no idea that it was going to be that massive. Oh, yeah. just unbelievable. I'm, I'm thinking it's just going to be Disney selling merch. And that's the extent of it is you walk in, they've got shirts, they've got mugs, they got whatever. And then you go and pick up your bib, not realizing that this is a full on celebration. Like before you even hit the course, it is a full on celebration of you and the runners and the community. Mm -hmm. And man, was the expo fun. I need, I need to save more time during my next run Disney event to just do the expo. Cause I went to parks cause Linda was waiting for me and I felt bad. Aww. I'm like, I don't want to leave. She's like, what do you mean? We're waiting for you. I'm like, it's so good. Come here. <laughs> like come here and hang out. She's like, the kids don't want to do that. And I'm like, I know I'm coming. <laughs> so you went, you picked up your bib, you picked up your shirt. You didn't really linger in the expo. I did a quick, that's what I shortchanged. And I was so sad that I did. I picked up a non-alcoholic beer, which was, complimentary from an amazing brewery that was athletic delicious. brewing yeah i got linda a uh, running visor that was polka dotted a mini mouth visor i've seen those picked up my bib picked up my t-shirt that they, they took the ticket off of the bib and then i lingered around the brooks running shoes for probably mm. that, that was the longest amount of time that i spent i'm like a diehard brooks fan I went and took some of the the photographs just had some really nice camaraderie with some of the other runners that you, know, you would take their picture and they would take yours. When you tell them it's your first run Disney event or you're just your first run event, period. It's just so amazing. The positivity and the encouragement that complete and total strangers give you. 
So and, true. And you're getting congratulations before you've even put foot on the course. And people ask me, like, what was it like to run? Tell us about your experience and what you thought of that pre-race and the and then we'll get into the course itself. You said you were amped up. I've the thing I've always loved about Disney races mm. is the fact that you're getting a whole experience. Yeah, even the expo right away, I could see that the event was really setting itself apart. I've never even when it's stuff that we do at Disney, I've never felt like I didn't get value for whatever you pay for. Disney is always more expensive than the competitors. But Disney always will go that extra mile and give you stuff that you know that Disney's going to make it magic. So I took your advice. I'm going to be completely honest. The two of you said, hey, it's your first time. And we had we had this amazing... I have to say this to you before I... It meant the world to me. I, I actually... I teared up. Dwayne had to rein it in. We had to edit some of it out because I was blubbering a little bit. The two of you visited right before the race week. And we had lunch over at Universal City Walk. And I left and I was a little emotional. Linda's what? I'm like... I was like, they came to see me. I was like, and it meant so much to have you guys there and supporting me before the race. Like just that alone meant so much to me. So thank you again. For no, thank you. Sharing, yeah. sharing that lunch together for breaking bread. But you guys told me, I know it's an early wake up. Mm -hmm. Trust me, get on the bus by three. Yeah. Get to the pre-race event. It's your first time you're going to want to take it all in. Mm -hmm. And it was such a great strategy. I have to be completely honest because lingering in the pre-race environment, the DJ, the dance party, the pictures, the energy and the buildup, it was palpable. The energy in that pre-race event was, you could feel it. It was electric. So the other piece of advice you gave me was don't overhydrate, don't eat too much and don't drink too much because- oh, In the morning? Yes, because you may or may not regret that decision in the middle of the course while you're running. I opted to, I had a bottle of water when I woke up. I used one of the 900,000 porta potties about like 35 minutes prior to getting into the paddock. And I just, I took it all in. I watched the stage show. I got really hyped up. I got some pictures that I posted on social media in front of the, the decorative walls, but it was just the atmosphere. And there was a lot more at my disposal than I took full advantage of because I, I was a man on a mission that day. I knew what I wanted from the race. And I understand everybody told me like everybody, here's the other thing. Everyone that's there has their own race to run. Some people are there to get their pictures with Moana and Pocahontas. Some people are there to just finish and they're there to just make a commitment to themselves and just walk it. And you have people that are rehabbing injuries and the people are like, Hey, time doesn't matter. Just enjoy. And I'm like, yes. And I agree with you for you, but I'm out here to prove to myself. I'm a runner. I came here to be a runner today and damn it. I'm going to run. <laughs> I was like, to me, the only way that I would have ever have felt like a failure is if I had physically overexerted myself in the days prior to by going too much to the park to, to where I had physical exhaustion and I couldn't run. And then I would have self-sabotaged my goal, which was to be a runner. Mm -hmm. So the 16 minute mile was very important to me. 
but I had to run it. And I said, I'm going to see these characters some other time. And we'll go to a Christmas party. I know I'll see them. Sure. I have a finish line to get to as quickly as my body will carry me to it. And that was my mission. So that was your strategy on the course. How are you feeling running the race? I didn't feel the first mile. Like you said. Yeah. I truly, uh, so it was like I got shot out a cannon. I felt I I had the best pace that I actually had was the first mile. Oh, I had a really great pace. I was actually under, I was under 12 minutes. I was closer to 10 minutes in the, in that first mile that I, I shot out a cannon. I tried to observe as much what I perceived to be like good race etiquette as possible. I, I stayed to the left faster runners that I could feel drafting off of me. I moved over to the right. Our group didn't launch until about 5.15, give or take a minute or two. So at about a quarter after was when we launched. The hardest part was watching the fireworks go off and just wanting it to be me. And mm. and I'm like, and I had so much nervous energy. And when it finally happened, I'm like, it's us. I gave everything that I that I had in the first few steps and it was like you were just supercharged right out that gate and uh, i looked up and i'm like there's mile marker one holy cow and i looked at the apple watch and i had a little bit over a 10 minute mile and then i did go into okay now you're in the park enjoy a little bit and so then i did start to take it slower and i stopped and took images of moana the princesses i snapped photos but it was a drive-by I did the drive-by pictures. So I felt really strong after the first mile. It went way easier than I thought. And then the second mile, this the whole race was in Epcot. It was almost 100% inside of the park, save for the first mile. You come in where Donald does his meet and greet right after the Mexican pavilion. Yeah. So that's where we then entered the park from behind test track. You make a left. and the the tacos whatever you call them the space gate the stargate and the water <laughs> i call them the light tacos water tacos yes were illuminated with 5k on it disney really did it up and again i i had dana in my brain the whole time spaceship earth was lit water tacos were lit i kept thinking of you guys dana would be so happy spaceship earth is lit water tacos are fully decked out in five doing it right awesome doing it right so disney did it right and then i really enjoyed myself i stopped i snapped a picture with elsa i snapped a picture because i ran as snow white i snapped mm-hmm. a picture of uh, my patron saint of running <laughs> snow white and then i would pause for like maybe five and ten seconds at each character and i did slow my pace slightly because again i i was just trying to pace myself making sure i had enough in the tank to finish and to run but my run walk interval was probably at that point four minutes of running to 10 to 15 seconds of a walk. Well, Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. That's really, that's good. Yeah. It'd be awesome. really good. That's awesome. exactly what you're looking for. Yeah. And I felt really strong with it. And there were people that were on the course that physically just seeing them, you could tell people who knew what they were doing. And so I would look at them. I'm like, that's a runner. And I would try to hang with them as much as I could. And there was one group of, of women that were really like, they were impressing me by the walk run ratio that they were maintaining that I drafted off of them 
and mm-hmm. use that pace that they were setting to say, I feel like if I finish in front of them or with them, I feel like I can I can say that I've done something of, of note because they're running the race the way I want to run it. And I wound up hanging with them the whole time, but then I, wa- I wound up really eclipsing their time. And I was like, wow, I'm pretty impressed with myself right now. And that's the benefit of the run, walk, run, where mm-hmm. you keep some fuel in the tank for, for the later end. in the race. Mm-hmm. Yep. For later in the race and for the end. But let's talk about the closing of the race. Can you describe crossing the finish line? Oh, man. I don't remember anything else except the arch of the race, the emotion, the feeling of I've done it. Mm. and they've got the the Disney photo pass photographers that are there. I just wanted a good photo of, mm-hmm. of that last minute, but it wasn't until I got beyond that. I noticed like there was Minnie and Daisy and Daisy were like right there. And I'm like, I didn't even see them. I, I saw the stage that like I was just laser focused on that finish line. And uh-huh. I looked at the grandstand to see if, Linda and the girls had made it (laughs) and I ran as fast as I could. I finished really strong. And then the next thing I knew there was just a line of well-wishers, people holding these sweet medals. Right. Look at that. Look at the medal. And then the next thing you know, I had a banana. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. I've got a banana and a snack box. I am. I'm a happy man. Yeah. But it was, just pure emotion at the end there. That banana in that snack box is how the race is actually over. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I remember being very surprised. I looked down at my Apple watch to see the pace that I had kept. And I just was so happy with that pace because again, going into it, I was just hoping to stay ahead of the balloon ladies. And I felt like for the first race, I had only had the treadmill we didn't get, I didn't get a true sense of how much I could open up. And I felt like I had so much more in the tank. I ran the almost entire thing and I just felt so good that I had eclipsed any goal that I had even set for myself. And I called Linda and she goes, Hey, the alarm, I set it for PM, but I'm awake and I'm on my way. I'm like, I'm done. Stay at the hotel. I'm done. I'm happy. I'm like, this is a great thing. Don't worry. I'm not upset. The question is, and I think you answered it earlier in or, our chat. Or alluded to it. Or alluded to it when you spoke with your doctors, which here's the follow-up question to the doctor chat. Did you take the medal to show the doctor? I didn't. I oh, didn't. Mark. I Come did. on. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. Take I did. I- <laughs> Yeah, I did take it to park the ne- that day, okay. and I did get razzed by a few of my friends, and I said, hey, listen, today is my day. Tomorrow, the 10Kers are coming out. It's this tradition. Is the, this is the one day that I can walk around with this around my neck, yeah. and it doesn't look awkward. It's a real sense of accomplishment, and everyone understands what it means and what it symbolizes today. Oh, I was like, it's not something that I could walk. I could walk around shop right with this bad boy on my neck, but people would probably look at me and be like, why does that guy have a Cinderella medal around his neck? I do love on the day after the race where you've got your medal around Mm -hmm. your neck and the cast members and other runners are congratulating one another, congratulating Mm -hmm. you on what you achieved and you get the opportunity to do the same for other runners that you see in the parks. I think that's a really fun thing. And, And unique. 
What distance and when? What's next for you, Mark? So it's already earmarked on the calendar. March 22nd is the registration for the wine and dine. So I'm going to wake up as early as I can on March 22nd, and I'm going to register for at least the five. But I noticed that they have the two-course meal. The two-course challenge. challenge. Yes. Yes. And so I'm going to, I'm going to register for the five and the 10K for November. That's That's what we did this past November. Yeah. Yes. And what did you call it? What did I call it? Because I believe that the formal two course challenge is the 10K and the half. Yeah. So unless you're going to commit to that, to doing the 10K and the half, if you do the five and the 10, they don't have a separate challenge for that, but I was calling it something like the charcuterie challenge. Oh yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Because I, like I that. because I think that's a, that Disney should consider doing something like that True. only because Accurate. I think that a, a challenge of the smaller races, the, the shorter mm-hmm. distances is a great entree for people to begin doing their challenge weekends. Cause Disney ramps yeah. it up. Yeah. It goes, yeah. it goes from the two course challenge. Then you start talking about goofy and dopey. dopey. You're talking major distance over four days. It's amazing to see people yeah. do that. Yeah. My doctor did tell me, he said today, the only thing he said is before you start doing any marathons, Mark, uh-huh. please just let's, can we talk before you start doing stuff like that? And I said, doc, I said, trust me, I would have to have done and accomplished a half before I even considered that mm. to see like how my body felt after a half marathon. But I told Dwayne this in our episode, the power of possibility. I never thought in a million years that a 5k would be something that was possible. And I had set so many limitations on myself doing this and I I didn't get emotional because to me that wasn't the end of the race. I used to think the 5k was like my, the summit of my mountain. And only after I crossed that finish line that I realized like, I haven't even reached the first checkpoint on the side of the mountain yet. Like I have a lot of race left to run and I have loftier goals than a 5k as crazy as that sounds. It's like an out of body experience to say, I'm going to continue to run. I've got a lot of race left to run in me. I have not put the idea of a half out of my mind since I killed the 5K. And you guys gave me great advice too. And you said, if you feel good and you you still want to feel like you have a lot in the tank, I felt great at the finish line. I felt great that I could have done at, at least a 10. Good. At least a 10. That's a great way to finish the yes, race right there. Exactly. I got to tell you, we are so incredibly proud of you. We are. For what you accomplished. Do us a favor. Yeah. Tell the Runcation Nation what's going on with this Diz Life right mm-hmm. now. What do they need yeah. to know? So the best way to clue into, if you love Disney parks and you just love all things Disney, including Run Disney, go to thisdizlifepodcast.com. It's D-I-S, thisdizlifepodcast.com. And if you listen on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, Pandora, it's a one-stop shop for every one of our directories. And right there on the side is like a menu of wherever you want to listen, you can listen. We drop new podcast episodes every single Wednesday. We are as crazy as this is, we are coming up very closely on our 100th episode. And so we're celebrating 100 episodes. And the nice thing about the vast majority of our content is it's not time sensitive. There's a few at the very beginning that were very COVID specific Mm. that they talked about uh, park reopening procedure 
and like kind of the new, those are a little bit dated and somewhat, you know, archaic, but most of our content, it's not time sensitive in that you can go back and listen to a lot of these episodes at any point in time. And it'll give you that same good piece of advice or that gate, that, that piece of parks knowledge that it's not like it's timed out just because it was episode 12. It's still as fresh and as, as pertinent as it, it was back then. We are, our pet project right now is our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows me. My, my love language is YouTube <laughs> right now. We all have our love language. Some people it's Patreon. Some people it's TikTok. My love language right now is YouTube. And so if you like watching uh, Disney content, we have short vlogs. We are not long-term vloggers. We don't do like the, the 50 minute to an hour long vlogs. We have a segment called Magic Kingdom Minutes. And it is anywhere from 60 seconds to a minute and 30 of uh, Baseline Tap House in 60 seconds. Uh, you know, dime- stop giving away that. Tip. You know yeah. how much we love that. <laughs> I know. Like, we've, di- we've ruined the secret. Yeah, it's, di- it's dining locations, like little entrees in 60 second clips. So the saying that we have is do you have a minute? Then we've got the magic. So we would love if it's youtube.com slash this dis life. No podcast, just this dis life over on YouTube. Nice. Yeah. And we're having a good, the thing is we are truly living our best Disney lives and we don't complain about Disney. We don't, we don't criticize it. It's nothing is perfect, but Disney is as close as it gets to the two guys that hang out there. You guys hang out with us constantly. You guys are dis lifers. Alicia Haig does fashion segment for us on Mondays. Kirk from walruscarp.com does snack attacks from the park. And then he has a show called the rad tea party, which if you want to get in parks and be live in parks, he walks around for an hour and brings you hacks, snacks, and fun facts from the park. So the, the best way that again, I could describe it is we are just living our best Disney lives over there at this dislike podcast.com. I would say you are. And now Fully having experienced yes. the run Disney life also. I can't go back, guys. I'm in. We we have to say, we listened to your show recapping your race, and you had such kind things to say about us and uh, about what we do. We so appreciate that. We appreciate you letting us in on your first ever running experience because coming and seeing you prior to the race, hearing about it on your show, and now recapping it here, it's almost, it's very much like reliving our own first ever race experience. Yeah, there's there's nothing like that. Which for, is amazing. The first race you do, and mm-hmm. especially your first Disney race. Yeah. So I, I want to thank you guys. But I, I really want to thank the the running community and the Runcation Nation for being so welcoming that it's it's not clicky. You guys, even from a guy who like had no credentials, walked right off of the couch, it was like, hey man, let's go. And every everyone that we met was just super kind, encouraging me to the max, and really just making this a life-changing experience. This has been a life-changing experience for me. I am I, I I don't get proud of things easily. I'm so proud to add 
runner to my life resume. And there's not a lot of things that I'm like, yeah, I did this and did it runner. And I wear that with such pride now. I'm so happy. And I can't wait to do more of it. Congratulations on accomplishing, exploring, and indulging Mark Valentine from This Diz Life. We are so proud of you. Congratulations on your race. And thank you so much for taking time to talk with us today. Thank you for having me. I love you both. Thank you so much. Okay, Runcation Nation, we have moved around the world showcase here at the 2022 Epcot uh, International Festival of the Arts. And <laughs> you, we just haven't been here, so we don't. It doesn't roll doesn't, off the tongue. It doesn't right? roll. Yes. And we stopped off at a place called Vibrante in Vivido in Canto Cocina. I think in honor of a very successful movie. Yes. Very timely. And this right? one here, I, I I got literally every food item. Well. And we divided and conquered. Amy went down the road to get the next item we're going to talk about. I think it's a great tip that if you have multiple people in your party and the lines and crowds are really high. They, which they are. You can divide and conquer. Yeah. yeah. So we did. So first things first. We got the house-made chorizo and potato empanada with turmeric aioli and annatto aioli. Turmeric being a bright, vibrant yellow. It's known for healthful properties, yeah? It it is. It's known for being great for anti-inflammation. And then annatto, annatto seeds are bright red seeds that are ground up and used for color. Oh. So you can see this empanada, which is a full-sized empanada. This has the drizzle of these two aiolis on top. Oh, my gosh. It looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's very colorful. Ooh, it looks like potato inside. You can see the, the chunks of potato. Oh, my gosh. Wow. You love it. You love it. The potato's creamy. The chorizo is smoky. I love turmeric, the flavor of turmeric. And it's a great compliment mm. to the spiciness of the chorizo. The chorizo is spicy. and But not so spicy it's going to blow your doors off. And it's and the creaminess of the potato. It's the dough of the empanada. is super flaky and airy. Mm-hmm. Super airy. Yeah, you would think this might end up being something that would be real heavy. Mm. It's not bad. Not, not he- heavy at all. Mm. Yeah. I love it. That's a great bite. And honestly, that one's big enough. That could be that with a beverage. That pretty filling. Mm-hmm. And definitely big enough for two to split. Mm. This the meat inside of this. Very hearty. Very toothsome mm-hmm. texture. This is not the spiciest chorizo I've ever had. No. But it's very good. No. It is the, the dominant flavor, and then the creaminess of the potato and the dough help balance. Yeah. Like a good counterbalance. That's delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a winner. Mm-hmm. The next one that we got from them is their spicy ajiaco soup with guajillo and arbol chili spiced chicken, potato, avocado, corn, and creme fraiche. Okay. This is a a bright red broth, and that's going to be the guajillo and uh, and chili arbol. You've got chunks of chicken in here. You have diced avocado. You're tasting it. What do you think? It's so good. It's spicy. Like, the spice hits my lips right away. 
but then the avocado is a creamy soothing element and and creme fraiche is like uh, a sour cream just a little bit thinner inconsistency not too thin mm. that's a delicious soup this reminds me of pozole yeah very similar to pozole except you don't have any of the hominy corn in the you have the ear of corn the half of ear of corn which is very nice and bright yellow sweetness mm -hmm. in the dish this is really good the broth is is very rich and flavorful and spicy this is mm -hmm. this one the heat builds mm. the more I, I taste it i'm liking this a lot it's so good and it's really surprising that we would be so drawn to this on a warm day like this you can never tell in february what you're gonna get so i think it's a gamble to have a soup on your menu but this really works it does awesome rounding out the offering offerings at the encanto casino is their passion fruit mousse with dragon fruit jam mm. this is a bright pink so colorful mousse <laughs> and it looks like the dragon fruit jam might be either it's inside or it's that it's what this, this looks like a little whipped cream on top is it let's let's cut into this and see it's still dome it's perfect oh no it's inside <gasps> it's inside it's so colorful it's like a little hidden part this is gorgeous here have a bite it looks like flan on the inside oh yeah mm. oh like that little sugar edge around the bottom mm -hmm. gives you another texture for the creaminess of that dessert that mousse that's delicious it has texture upon texture yeah you've got the the little the little dragon fruit jam on the inside has this that's dragon awesome. fruit seeds which mm -hmm. give you a little crunchy yeah. element but as do as does the sugar there's a, and like you said the sugar. there's a sugar rim or sugared edge Mm -hmm. to this and it's garnished with a white chocolate flour basically yeah it's really pretty delicious so that is insanely good yeah i highly work it's very much like a flan mm -hmm. consistency not like such like, a little airier yeah but, but it's not so much a mousse right that tends to wilt over time no. so you can enjoy Good call mm. on this one. The Encanto Casino. You've got to try these guys. They are making absolutely beautiful food and food that will satisfy not only your eyes but your palate. Colombian cuisine done right. Are you ready to tackle the beer flight let's from the artist table? Yeah, let's talk beverages here because we got two beverages to talk about. Two flights. Actually, yes, we do. I got it all. So we're doing, this one caught my eye when we were looking and doing research ahead of time because their very first beer in this flight is from a brewery we have been to. And love. And absolutely love, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's Lexington Brewing Company. We've actually toured their facility. Yeah. Mammoth White Ale. So it's in Lexington, Kentucky, of course. And Mammoth White Ale. It certainly looks light in color. It does. It, it has no perceptible type of smell. Oh, I don't know. I'm getting a nose on that. I'm getting... It's like a, a fresh bready kind of thing, mm -hmm. but not a pronounced any other flavor. She's what making a that? face. What is that on the end? A little coriander. Is it? Because it makes it sweeter on the end. 
No? That is... Oh. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Here. Yes. So you could say... Very light body. We're winning. This is... You uh, like it? Yeah. There, I don't have any information on ABV or IBU. But this is super light in body. Mm. Very low carbonation. But mm. it has all of your traditional white ale flavor components. That coriander, orange peel. That is super drinkable. This is a great beer for here in Florida. So, nicely. So it's like a wit beer. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, wit, white. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I just got it. Now, the second one <laughs> Sorry. is from Copper Point Brewing Company out of Boynton Beach, Florida. Mm. I love a good amber ale, and I don't even know how to pronounce this. Is it analog or amber ale? Yeah. Analoger, A N A L O G E R. It's quite amber. It is quite amber in it's color, but clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No haze. Do you get anything on the nose of it? Like the Lexington, I'm not getting anything on okay. the nose on this one. But what I get is an amber that doesn't quite have such a bitter finish. That car- those caramel notes. Not super sweet. It's a lighter body. Mm-hmm. And lighter carbonation. Yeah, this is a, this is a light to meaty in terms of carbonation, but that is that is nice. really again a very drinkable amber for hot weather. Yes. So the amber is good. It's yeah, very about recommend. Recommend. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know anyone who had tried it. There you go. Yeah. And then we have a third one, of course. MIA Beer Company, Yacht Rock. Brown ale. And now they're out of Doral, Florida. I believe we've had this beer. You really? I, I think that we had when? this beer Where? at Publix A1A half marathon a couple of years ago, and they had this really? one on tap in the hotel bar. Oh. If I'm not mistaken. But we haven't talked about it on the show. I don't believe so. I get like essence of chocolate on the nose. Mmm. And this is a little darker, a little less red, a little more brown than the copper point. Yeah, heavier carbonation. Oh, this does, you're See right. See what I'm saying? This absolutely gives you like a whiff of chocolate uh-huh. on the nose. Yeah, and it's like a bitter chocolate in the taste of the beer. Oh, that's good. So, of the beers. I like, man, their, their beer sommelier did them right this year. Yeah, um, yeah. Nicely done, guys. I'm the dessert person. Right? Yeah, so, so which of these three beers? Oh, whoa, before we go on to the sweeter portion of the beverage yes. here at our artist table, which of the beers? I might say the Mammoth White. Yeah? Yeah. You? I might actually go with the the Amber. The Amber's very favorite. good. Very good. I, those two are really strong. I think the trio is worth getting. Uh, this, uh, yeah, this is absolutely worth getting the the flight so that you get the full experience of yeah. these three different beers. I, this is a really good call. Mm-hmm. But this is a weird one. This normally we're talking dessert, we're talking something to eat. However, we're going to talk a dessert you can drink today. So Apparently, this, this stays in the beverage section of our uh, show. Yes. So it's called Symphony in Chocolate Flight. And there's a white chocolate, there is a dark chocolate, and like a milk chocolate with a strawberry 
liqueur. All, all of these, on top. All of these, you can get the sipping chocolates in a non-alcoholic version if you don't want to do the alcohol. Nobody but, needs that negativity in their life. But these have a liqueur to accompany them all. And the first one, where do you want to start, Dana? Let's start with the, the, the top one. Okay. The Mozart chocolate cream liqueur with dark sipping chocolate. Ooh, and you're mixing it up. I want to make sure you? that we have a good, uh, yeah, that we have a good uh, mix here. Because you don't yeah. want, if you're doing a sipping chocolate or anything and you put, they just put the, the liqueur on top, the only thing you're going to taste at the beginning is the liqueur unless you mix. Liqueur. Yeah. But they're very beautiful. They really are. and Square shot glasses. I don't think that anyone should be confused. This is not a hot chocolate when we say no. sipping chocolate. No. This is somewhere consistency-wise between... It's like pudding? A hot chocolate, a loose pudding would or be a... Or a loose cool. mousse? Yeah. Yeah? What do you think of it? You're going to hate that. What do you mean I'm going to hate it? Give me the spoon. Sip it. It's a sipping chocolate. Sip oh, it. fine. You had it on a spoon. I was doing work, craft services. Okay. I was listening to the tutorial while I was looking at the menu. Oh, that's nice. I don't like white chocolate, so it would be a waste. Oh. That's nice. That is nice. Yeah. I like the dark chocolate. Very. I mean, if you want to get the flight, we'll drink your dark, your white chocolate. Yeah, the sacrifices. Oh, my. I like it. <sighs> okay, I don't get any of the, the booziness of the liqueur until I exhale after I swallow that's when even... it, that's when I oh, get yeah, it. Oh yeah, there it is. Just a little. But it's delayed. It's very delayed and it's very mild. The chocolate here, the dark chocolate, is not as dark as I would think if I were gonna call something dark chocolate, but it is visibly darker than the one we're about to get into. Which is the Mozart, let's see. White chocolate cream strawberry liqueur with milk chocolate, with milk sipping chocolate. Yes. I've got it. Now, are we going to mix? I think you have to. Because it's beautifully again, layered here. It is. It's actually a beautiful, it looks like yeah. Neapolitan ice cream. Mm-hmm. Except for there's, Except, no, no, there's no vanilla layer. No, that's next door next. <laughs> yeah, so, so I'd say go for it. Mix it. Because yeah. I want to get the, the whole. Experience ex- you. Yeah. Yeah. This milk chocolate, that is super dark what we just had. And then this. Well, again, I mean, I, up in this relationship, I'm the one who loves dark chocolate. It's the food of the gods, you and said. And for me, the darker the better. I don't say it. History says it. Mm. In this milk chocolate one, I mixed it very well. You can't even see the strawberry color anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's like the strawberry is the dominant flavor. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it like strawberry quick? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's going to be that's great. That's perfect. Okay, let me... Now, this one seems looser, too. Yeah. You can sip it. It's a sipping. Oh, wow. Yeah? Strawberry quick with chocolate is exactly what I'm getting here. Yeah. But the stra- you see what I mean about the strawberry being the dominant oh, flavor? Absolutely. Mm. Um, that's really good, though. Love it. <clears throat> I. This was a good find. Mm. Because when we were trying to pick which carts to do to feature for you guys, we wanted to pick the ones we thought were going to look great and mm-hmm. taste great. And I think you hit the nail on the head here. This is well, the Americas typically has a great booth. They do, as does Mexico, regardless. Canada. There, there are yeah, there are certain countries that are showstoppers every mm-hmm. time. Mexico, Canada. 
America. Really, those are the three that are always amazing. Mm-hmm. Although, the, yeah, there and, are sleepers. And, and Brazil. Oh, Brazil with, oh, yes, it's ridiculous. Brazil. Whatever they brand that area right there between France and Morocco. Mm-hmm. This is great. I'm mixing the next one. Okay, you're mixing the next one. This is Mozart white chocolate vanilla cream liqueur with white sipping chocolate, which technically is not chocolate. What is it? Uh, white chocolate is actually devoid of any of the chocolate solids. That is just your your cacao butter or cocoa butter. Which is delightful. I love white chocolate. <clears throat> It's white. That is sinful. Oh I my mean, god. That is I, I don't even know. It's like a brick of white chocolate with an alcoholic flair. Yeah. <laughs> but in liquid form. It's almost gonna bring you to there, tears. I hand. love it. You know I love it. White chocolate is my favorite. That is insane. And it's just chocolate on white chocolate on white chocolate. I do this I puts the indulge and accomplish explored indulge. It does. That that is Absolutely. I love it. And you do get the essence of the liqueur on the end Mm -hmm. in your throat. You do. After the sip. There's a little burn to that. Yep. But it's slight. It's not really, you know, bothersome or... That's incredible. It doesn't take away from the sip. All right. I'm not a... You guys know I'm not a dessert guy. Mm -mm. But... You would recommend the sipping chocolates with the liqueurs. 100%. Okay. 100%. I'm glad that I could order well. You did. For us. So, guys, next year, <laughs> get here to the cool. Festival of the Arts Artist's Table. Artist's Table for the win. If you see sipping chocolates on the menu, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Just get them. Just get them. Just do it. Yeah. You will thank us later. I absolutely loved everything about hearing from Mark and talking about that amazing food and beverage from the Festival of the Arts. People were right. That is an outstanding festival. It is. The food is absolutely gorgeous. Mm. They definitely spend more time in the food prep there than any others. I am still personally a fan of the Flower and Garden Festival. I but know. Festival of the Arts is pretty awesome, too. Right now, people can experience your favorite festival. They can. And I can't wait to hear all about it. During the springtime surprise weekend. They will they will do it, and then they will tell you all about it, I am sure. And all they have to do is call us at 941-677-2733 and leave us a voicemail telling us all about it. Or they could record a little voice memo on their phones, and they could attach it to an email to info at runnydrink.net so that we could make them Runny Drink Podcast famous. I would love that. I would love it. Uh, Tell us all about your experience. We want to hear from you guys. That's going to do it for this week, recapping and getting you all charged up. I hope that you all are as excited about the springtime surprise as we are. We want to hear all about it. Next week, Mm -hmm. we are going to be highlighting a favorite race weekend of ours, the Gasparilla Distance Classic that we ran at the end of February. At the exact same time that the Princess Weekend was going on. Yes. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Yes, very much so. Uh, do us a favor, though. Share the show on your social media and tag us. Let everybody know 
about the Runcation Nation and invite them into the fold. This community needs your help to grow and continue to become vibrant and welcoming and an amazing place that you guys are are making it and we want to make it even bigger. Bring people like you that you know to the Runcation Nation. Thank you so much for listening, for joining us on your long run, your commute to work, around the house, wherever you are. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe and well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.